Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushville. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of September 19, 2019. Kim Charlson announces that the following Medicare publication is available in Braille and copies can be requested from the Perkins Library. Medicare and You 2020, the official U.S. government Medicare handbook. This publication offers information on signing up for Medicare, the different parts of Medicare, coverage and how it works, as well as the plans and options available. It's also available in Spanish. To receive a Braille copy, send your name and mailing address to kim.charlson at perkins.org. That's K-I-M dot C-H-A-R-L-S-O-N at P-E-R-K-I-N-S dot O-R-G. Here are a few other announcements and reminders. The Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association has changed its regular monthly meeting date from the third Sunday to the fourth Sunday of the month. The board will meet this coming Sunday, September 22. The time is still 8 p.m. Eastern and the dial-in number is the same. 605-475-6006 with the code 294444. ACB Families meeting dates will change in October from the second and fourth Sundays of the month to the first and third Sundays. The time is still 9 Eastern and the dial-in number is 712-432-3900 with the code 796096. Speak to Me will be the guest speaker in October on October 6. Please plan to join and hear about all the new useful and exciting products that talk and make noise. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision is sponsoring a new Low Vision telephone support group. We'll share tips and bring questions about living with low vision on the first and third Wednesday of every month. The calls are at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and the dial-in number is 669-900-6833 with the code 357-2595193. The J.P. Morgan Leadership Fellows Program began in 2016. Each year, ACB members from across the country who are interested in growing as leaders in their local chapters and state affiliates, as well as on the national level, are invited to apply to become leadership fellows and attend the National ACB Conference and Convention. KCB President Debbie Dethridge was chosen to be a leadership fellow in 2016, the first year of the program. KCB member Amanda Salm was selected to be a leadership fellow at the Rochester Convention, and we hear from her on page 2. We were surprised and saddened to learn of the passing of Bert Boyer on September 13. Bert had a severe stroke the previous week. 
He was an alumnus of the Kentucky School for the Blind, and he had served as principal of the West Virginia School for the Blind and superintendent of both the South Dakota and California schools. We remember Bert on page three as we talk with Tuck Tinsley, retired president of the American Printing House for the Blind. And on page four is the Sound Prince calendar. Page two. I'm speaking with Amanda Salm, who is a member of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. She's on our Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation Board, and she's very active also, Vice President of the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision. Amanda is one of our younger members, and we're very proud of her. We're even more proud because this year she applied for and was selected to be one of five J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows from across the United States, and as a leadership fellow, she attended the American Council of the Blind 58th Annual Conference and Convention in Rochester, New York. Uh, at the opening session, Amanda gave uh, a brief presentation along with the other leadership fellows, and we were really proud to be back there in that audience and see her get up there and represent us so well. So, Amanda, we're glad to have you with us tonight. Sure, it's great to be here. Amanda, tell us about your week in Rochester from the time that you arrived on Friday, July 5, until we all left for home on Friday the 12th. You were a very busy person, and, and share with us some of the things that you did as an ACB Leadership Fellow. Sure, absolutely. Well, there were days, I'll tell you, Carla, where... I was up at 6 a.m., and I didn't go to sleep till midnight. So, you know, last year I got bitten by the convention bug, and I overscheduled myself. This year I was more prepared going into it as a leadership fellow. Mm -hmm. So when I arrived Friday, you know, I got to the hotel, and I went to the mixer, the um, meet-and-greet mixer, where I got to meet the other, uh, the DKM recipients, uh, which is the first-timers award, and I got to meet the other J.P. Morgan case leadership fellows and I just want to give a shout out to the committee the DKM committee and um, to Kenneth Simeon senior uh, because they really go above and beyond and they made us all feel very welcome and comfortable and you know they answered any questions that we had so, so you had that reception it, you had that reception happening just right after you got there right yes, yes we barely got there in time Yes, <laughs> yes, I literally got on the bus, and I was telling Marjorie, I said, I've got to get to the hotel, and I I just remember, you know, I, I went to that reception, and uh, literally just threw my stuff in my room, went to the reception, and there we, there we went, so it was go, 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 um, <laughs> from the time that I landed, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I got a full, I don't even think I got four hours of sleep out of my, my nights there. So <laughs> Probably not. Um, <laughs> I, I did get out and get to see the city of Rochester on Saturday. Uh, I, I went on a, a city bus tour, and I, I got to see the city of Rochester because, you know, something about when I go to a new city, I, I really want to explore and, you know, see the history and Rochester, Rochester was a very historical city, and one of my favorite places to go was High Falls, which was not far from our hotel. Mm -hmm. So um, 
And those of you who follow me on Facebook, I have pictures of that. So, um, Sunday, let me think here. Uh, I, I, uh, Saturday night was general session, and, you know, I, 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 I'll be honest with you all. Yes, I, I, everybody's like, oh, your speech was so amazing. But, honestly, I had no idea what I was going to do when I got up there. I think I rehearsed, you know, something generic in the mirror, but I really had no idea what to say, and I knew I needed to bring some energy. So that's that's all I that's all I remember thinking was, I can't hear myself the other end of the microphone, but bring the energy, and they'll love you anyway. You were so. you were great up there, really. You were, Thank and you. we just <laughs> we're sitting up there. And, oh, this is wonderful, you know. And I and I said to Adam, I said that that is a really good speech. You were great that night. We were so proud. Thank you. Thank you. I, I meant every word I said. I meant, you know, I'm very proud to come from a very supportive and positive affiliate. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I always tell people in Kentucky we're very, very diverse and we're good at what we do here in Kentucky. And I got to share those skills with other people within ACB throughout the week and you know, kind of talk, talk to them about how we do things in Kentucky and kind of learn some new things along the way. Mm-hmm. So, Sunday was one of those days where I just, it was constantly go, go, go. Um, I had general session, and then that afternoon, I attended the Leadership Institute Task Force Workshop on uh, membership retention and recruitment, where I got to work in a group with people uh, at that workshop, and we got to exchange ideas and you know, I learned uh, I learned a lot of really unique things, but I also got to share things. And I just remember afterwards networking with Doug Powell and Cindy Van Winkle and asking them questions and getting to know them a little better. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what this experience was all about: was networking with leaders. And um, on Monday, uh, I'm very proud of this. On Monday, uh, next. ACB Next Generation and uh, CCLVI, the Council of Citizens Television International, they um, co-hosted a smart home workshop, and that was uh, presented by Peter Korn, who is with Amazon, and it was uh, and it, it was we had a really good crowd, Carla. We had eighty people in that room, mm-hmm. eighty, wow. and I just. I just remember looking out and, you know, seeing people just kept coming in and coming in and, you know, uh, going to get chairs from the other room. But that was, that was, it was a very proud moment for me because I was like, we picked a, a topic that was um, very, very important to people. Um, smart home workshops. And we, we, looking out on that again, we would definitely want to do technology again. Next year, we're looking at, you know, that that's a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Um, Did see. you know that that is, um, that that's in the convention podcast, that session? It, the session, not. yeah, the session was a continuing education session. And oh, so yes. because of continuing education starting last year, ACB has been recording much more of the convention. We really didn't think we could. We weren't sure mm-hmm. we could really handle it. We had a hard time last year. We had some bumps in the road this year, but we were able to capture 
well over 100 hours of recordings this year, and mm -hmm. the Smart Home Workshop is one of them. And Wonderful. so it is in the uh, convention podcast. And when the continuing education opportunities come up online, which that will happen eventually, that will in all likelihood be one of the sessions that's offered for online continuing education credit as well. We were very, very proud of that. We just enjoyed working with Peter Korn um, very much during that session because he did a really good job presenting the content and I, I was just so happy to see every seat filled, if not more. So uh, thank you to everyone who came to that and thank you to CCLVI for working with us on that because, you know, we really appreciate all of, all of the help and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then Tuesday was Tuesday um, of the convention. I, I don't remember much about Tuesday. Um, <laughs> But Wednesday, I attended the Grassroots Advocacy Workshop, which was presented um, by Claire Stanley and uh, Clark Rockfall. And um, I, I enjoyed that because advocacy is a subject that I'm not very strong in. So I, I enjoyed that because I wanted to learn how to have con the conversations that you know, we need to have back home with, you know, not just our congressmen and our senators, but, you know, when we're advocating on issues like transportation and education. And so that was a very informative session. And um, again, we got to break out into groups again. And of course, at my table, I got to work with the other D of the other JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows and the DKM recipients. So um, that was that was by far probably my um, my my most uh, not not my favorite, but I guess one of uh, my most um, the most informative for me, my, the biggest largest learning opportunity for me. Mm -hmm. And then of course um, that evening we hosted a trivia night. ACB Next Gen hosted a trivia night with ACB students, and we had a lot of fun and a lot of success with that. And you went into that um, convention as chair of the ACB Next Generation Committee. And yeah. uh, and you all also had a couple of other successful events as well, I think. So did yes. you, yeah, you had a meet and greet, I know. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. That was on, uh, I'm telling you, I, I knew I was going to leave something out because <laughs> that was on Monday. Yep. That was on Monday evening, and another thing happened that night I should probably talk about as well. Um, on that evening, uh, after the Smart Home Workshop, we had a, yes, we had a meet and greet, and we had a total of 22 people that kind of just stopped by, so even if it was just for 15 minutes, and say hello, and then there was people that contacted me and said, I'm not able to make it, but I'm going to leave. I said, great, you know, that's fine. If I could just have your information, you know, that's that's great as well mm -hmm. and um you know i had to leave uh around six six o'clock to go to another to go to the uh the meet and greet with the jp morgan chase uh representatives and um you know my husband kept that going he kept going mm -hmm. and i you know uh, he, he did a really good job collecting the information so yes we ended up with 22 people from that 
But overall, uh, you know, with us just getting our name out there, I think I came home and I probably had, you know, 40 requests to join our Facebook group for ACB Next Gen. So Mm -hmm. I was really, I was really ecstatic about that. And ACB Next Generation is for anyone interested uh, in participating. This is a national effort. We have a Kentucky Council of Blind Next Generation chapter, but but you're working on the national level, and those are for people 40 and under, right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. 40 and under. And you don't have to be a student to be in it. You don't have to be... Um, a professional something or other to be in it. You just have to be a person interested in ACB and be 40 or under to participate in Next Gen. That's correct. We're making it easy on you guys. So Mm -hmm. um, my my best advice is just please, um, you know, we please, you know, send people our way. We have Saturday Night Live Hangouts that are on the fourth Saturday of each month. And um, if you'd like more information, you can contact me. Um, Carla, is it okay if I give them my contact info? Oh, sure. Okay. Well, if you'd like, if you have any questions about those or if you have anyone that's interested, you know, feel free to contact me. My number is 502-750-1774. And, again, uh, my email is a... L, S, as in Sam, M, as in Mary, O, O, the letters O, O, and T, as in Tango, the numbers 87 at gmail.com. And I'm happy to answer any questions y'all have. Okay. You were just, you were, I mean, you were just busy all week long. Oh, yes. and you found an afternoon to come help in the mini mall. Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> I was able, so I... I enjoyed working the mini mall my, yes. my first year at the convention, and I did get to go a couple, for a couple of hours Monday. That was Monday, the yep. day that I actually went from six a.m. till midnight, <laughs> um, because I uh, because I also was able to uh, that evening. I was able to attend uh, bingo for a little bit, and mm-hmm. then absolutely. So I tried to do as much as I could, and actually, I, I also want to say in my spare time. You know, during the breaks, you know, in general session and, you know, whenever I ran into someone I didn't know, I always tried to meet as many people as I possibly could because, you know, you never know who's going to contact you for any anything, mm-hmm. honestly. How do you think that the this leadership experience is going to, to help down the road or is going to um, encourage you down the road to work on maybe some projects that are already underway, maybe in a different way, or um, lead you into some new areas? Well, I I think, uh, first of all, I'm a better team player um, coming out of this because I'm I'm a better listener, and I I work well, you know, mainly with others. So um, I'm a team player, but I think one of the things this has taught me is I can't do everything by myself. I have to delegate. And so just to give you guys an example, um, with our ACB Next Gen Committee right now, uh, I have appointed chairs of our, um, since coming home from the convention, I've appointed chairs 
for our uh, our subcommittees, which we have four of them. We have uh, organizational development, we have uh, social fundraising, and we have, oh gosh, and uh, PRE communications. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I've learned. The other thing that I, I've learned is that, uh, you know, I, I, I need to ask for help every once in a while. And, you know, <laughs> there's people that have been there before me that have experience that I can learn from. And so those are the two main things that I foresee helping me down the road. Well, I I think ACB and KCB, but um, since the leadership fellow was an ACB activity, I, I think both the state, our local chapter level, and the American Council of the Blind are going to be seeing great things from you. And we have already seen a lot of energy and a lot of hard work and many good things and there's going to be many more good things to come so congratulations amanda on being a jp morgan chase leadership fellow this year and we Mm -hmm. sure hope that you'll be in schomburg oh i will definitely be in schomburg go cubs (laughs) all right well thank you so much appreciate you being on sound prints Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Page three. I'm speaking with Tuck Tinsley, who is the retired president, past president of the American Printing House for the Blind. And uh, we're just real pleased to have Tuck with us on sound prints. However, we are not pleased about the occasion. Um, Many of you have heard that Burt Boyer, a longtime friend of blind people and um, longtime member of the KSB Alumni Association, and um, who was a student at KSB in the 1950s, passed away just in the last few days. And Tuck and I are going to chat a little bit about Bert and the contributions that he's made over the years. Welcome, Tuck, to Sound Prince. I wish it was under a little better conditions, but we're awful glad you're here. Well, thanks, Carla. Appreciate it. Tuck, tell us about Bert. You, you've worked with him for a long time, known him for a long time. He worked at APH, and you all were, you know, worked closely together. So right. so tell us about Bert. Oh, my. Uh, Bert was a very special human being. Uh, he loved Kentucky, especially Eastern Kentucky. Yes. He loved people. He loved his career. He loved the field of education, visually impaired. He loved Kentucky School for the Blind. Uh, he he just was a, a, an amazing, loving, caring, giving person. Um, when when he first got here, he and I went to to Rumors, a little place where you get oysters and beer and things in 2002. And he, uh, this is how he impacts people. So I said, I'm treating. Got the bill. And we had eat, we had been together many times, but um, and Carla cut me short if you want to direct me in ways, but uh, <laughs> I'll ramble a bit. Go right ahead. Uh, but he, uh, I, I, we got the built in, and and I said I'm treating, and I uh, grabbed and he tried of course, and I took it, and uh, so I put the money down, and uh, or I tip, I'd use a credit card, and he said, "What'd you tip?" And I told him an amount, mm-hmm. and he said, "What's the?" 
what was the bill? And I told him, he said, no, no, no. He said, you never, never, ever tip under 20%. Mm. Well, it, that changed me. Uh, <laughs> his, his mother uh, had been a waitress. His aunt was a waitress. His daughter, Lenny, was a waitress. Um, and uh, and he oh I mean he really uh, he focused on that he there was one time where we were somewhere and he left he 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 uh, paid his bill left a tip and uh, and he had there, if girls were cute he would say man she's really smart <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so he said oh we got a smart waitress and you know and he didn't use it as in, in lieu of he, <laughs> he just thought they were very intelligent. <laughs> so he uh, he left the tip a little more than he should have. I mean, it was like forty percent. And mm-hmm. when we left, I either picked up a ten or a, a five or ten or whatever, mm-hmm. and we're heading heading out. And I handed it to him when I'm taking him home, and he said, "What's that?" And I said, "You just it was ridiculous what you left." And, oh my goodness! We turned around, we went back to the restaurant, and he took it in to the girl. So oh my he, goodness! Uh, he was a loving, caring, giving, and and he he changed people. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he had a a lasting positive impression on everyone he met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he had been the principal at West Virginia, and the superintendent at the South Dakota School and the superintendent at the California School, right. and then um, over their orientation center out right. there. And so when he came to the printing house, he, he had impacted a lot of lives all over the country. Well, I forgot about Indiana, too. That was before yeah. Oh, yeah. West oh, yeah. Virginia. I was born in Jenkins, Kentucky, which is in, in, in far eastern Kentucky, and uh, he was born in Middletown in, in, in 1940. So we first met in in uh, 76 he was 36 and i was 30 mm-hmm. 19, and we talked about that a lot 1976 mm-hmm. and uh from the start i mean it was it, it, he made an impression i we were in a it was a an a e v h a w b meeting just before there was aer uh-huh. so it was the uh, education vision handicap the teacher types and there's rehab types so we were in the uh, uh, first time I'd ever been. Buddy Davis in Florida sent me, and oh man, I was excited and here. And this was when you were the superintendent of Florida. No, I was. I was a teacher. Not I was yet. A teacher. Not Just a, te- te- a teacher. Not yet. The, yeah. Yeah. In '81, I was the, the principal, and then I became president. But the the, uh, the this big room. Either I walked up to a group he was in, or he walked up to a group I was in. But I'd never heard a word, Annette didn't know who he was, hadn't heard a word from him. And I don't mean this to be offensive because it has to do with animals, but he, he there, there were a lot of older blind people, rehab, there were a lot of uh, golden retrievers and Labrador, a lot of guide dogs, right? Yeah. Never heard a word out of this guy's mouth. And this albino walked up to me and he, or no, to the group, and he said, Man, I wish I had a duck. I would just flip that thing in the air and watch people go crazy. Oh. <laughs> that was Bur- Boyer. That was like in 1976. And I never, that's the first I ever heard out of his mouth. And as we're standing around his his bedside with his three sisters and two sons, uh, uh, his, his his older sister asked me, he said, when did you meet Burton? I said, 
Uh, well, it was in, we talked about this. He was 36, I was 30, 76. Uh, let me tell you about it. And I told them, and they thought that was really uh, special. But uh, just a just a, a great guy. You know, the the impact, I mean, he, 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 he loved the Kentucky school because his grandma, his mother had left him with his grandmother <clears throat> when he was 16 months old. And he, uh, they sent him to the uh, to KSB at age 11. Okay. So when he came to Kentucky School of Blind, he knew no one there, and he was away from his grandmother, who was a cook for loggers and haulers. And what they would do, they would build a building and a holler, and there'd be a room for his mother and him, a kitchen, and then their bunking house. It'd be like thirty loggers, and she cooked breakfast, lunch, and dinner for them. And oh then they would goodness. move to another one. And they, he lived in three different uh, houses for the the uh, timber company that that might, that uh, you know cut down all those trees. But <laughs> he was here until he uh, he 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 was dating the superintendent's daughter. You know this story, Carla. <laughs> Huh? Sort of. Yeah. Some of it, yes. He, he, uh, Dr. Hauser asked him, said, you know, maybe you ought to go to the foundation school at Berea. So he, he was at KSB till till 57. I, I yeah. know that date because he went to the, the foundation school because the uh, new, super, new president of Berea came in, I guess, four or five years ago, and, and they gave birth the Outstanding Alumni Award. He'd only been there a year. Mm. And... Uh, and it was really special because two of his sisters and, his, and, and Brad came, and I got to present the award to him. But uh, he, he, uh, he, Kentucky school, he loves, and that's his, that's his foothold. He, he, uh, he, he actually graduated from the Virginia school because after uh, KSB went to VSB, Virginia School for the Deaf and Blind, and uh, and he wrestled there, and he ended up with a 102-6 record in high school uh, wrestling. And he uh, graduated from Virginia school, and then he graduated from Virginia Commonwealth about 10 years later because he worked for the Social Security Administration as a transcriber, did oh. recording thing and so forth, and, mm -hmm. and uh, did some vending work and graduated from Virginia school. Uh, Virginia Commonwealth, CCU, mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. 10 years after that, so probably 60. He Virginia was 59, so it would be 67, 68. Mm -hmm. And then he taught. <laughs> oh, gosh, he had some tales. He taught, he taught when I started the Florida school in 68, he, he was teaching in Virginia in a public school for one year. Okay. And it was a uh, public school program, and he taught all uh, African-Americans. That, oh. that was a classroom of African Americans. Okay. And uh, it was a sixth grade class. And oh, Carla, you could the stories he had. But they really hated him. You know, here he is, as white as a sheet. Yeah. And uh, they. Because uh, for first, people who don't know, Bert Bert was albino. Oh yeah. Yeah. First week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, you know, and then of course they fell in love with him, uh, yeah. as everyone does after they get annoying because. He doesn't see color. He doesn't see anything except love and people. Mm. Um, so he was there, and then then he went on to with uh, Mo Harrelson at Indiana. He was he was there for um, I think four years and mm -hmm. uh, and did a little coaching and wrestling, and then went to West Virginia as a, 
principal. Supervising, well, he was supervising teacher and then principal. He hired Leslie and Jim Durst, who were at the Indiana school. Jim, superintendent in that school. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got in division. Well, he got a master's in education from Ball State, and then went on to get teacher certification from Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan, somewhere <laughs> in Michigan, and then uh, went to where Marge Kaiser is in South Dakota as superintendent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then went to California as superintendent, went to Lyon Center for the Blind as superintendent, and, and that was a tough job. Uh, I, I warned him back in Kentucky. I went yeah. out to visit him a couple of times, mm-hmm. and uh, finally um, got him to say, I'll come, and Mm-hmm. And uh, we flew back together, and uh, he took a, had a position in advisory services, and then got into research. And mm-hmm. uh, and we had it, he was there from till 2014, and retired 2014. Oh, yeah, just an amazing, amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Loved people. Yeah, and people loved him. You, you know, <laughs> you 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 round him just a a little bit of time, and uh, you knew his focus was on his. Yeah. He did not meet a stranger. Oh, never. No. no. Never. He talked to you, and you never forgot, and never forgot you, and you never forgot him. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And, you know, back in the 2000s, when we got in all that nip and tuck with the Department of Education, oh, yeah. you remember that meeting? We, I think you were there, Bert was there, I was there, where we, we went to that meeting with uh, Gene Wilhoyt. He was Commissioner of Education oh, yeah. at the time. And I'm telling you, um, you know, we were all right in there yep. going toe-to-toe with Gene Wilhoyd, and Bert was was among us, you know. Oh, amen, amen. And, and the thing I remember about that, I had all this stuff prepared, and I was ready. But when it came to listen to people, it was you and Bert he listened to. He wanted <laughs> to listen to the consumers, he, and, and that was that was. Very well, I'm not sure he wanted to listen to us. Well, he didn't have a choice. <laughs> We really didn't give him too many options, did we? (laughs) No, we did not. And, you know, uh, up until the end, Bert was still involved with the people in in Frankfurt. Yes. uh, And and with what's going on at the school and the school. Yes. Continually supportive. And Charitable Foundation, I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. he's just... He was on the board right up to now, to the end. exactly right. You know, Chuck, uh, I was telling you earlier today when I called you, it's just so hard to believe, I mean... You know, he had a stroke, and it was really fast and everything. But he was at the alumni reunion July 25th and 26th, and he was part of our panel on sports. And we're um, we we are going we're distributing um, the the alumni treasures this year is on sports, and I'm so glad that that it was because he was part of the panel that talked about the sports in the over the decades at KSB, and he was on the 1955 wrestling team that won a championship that really a lot of people had almost forgotten about. And, um, you know, so it was really good. I'm just really glad he was part of that uh, and that we have we have, and we have a recording of, oh, of that. Oh, yes, we're going to be um, distributing that real soon. It's almost ready to go. Um, it's Every year we put out uh, something called Alumni Treasures. And, our, and the people who are sponsors of our reunion get the Alumni Treasures. That, that's kind of the premium for the sponsorship. And so Bert um, is part of that Treasures CD because this year, 
unlike previous years, we took part of the reunion and the part that that is on there is is part of this the sports sharing that uh, started with Oral Miller in the 40s and came all the way up to the current decade. And he's right in there, and it's just a really good collection. Kenny Jones was the person who put this together. And he was on the committee too, right? I mean, he was on the panel, Kenny? Yeah, uh, Kenny was who um, facilitated the panel. Okay. He put it together, and he facilitated it, and he did an excellent job. And and so, you know, Bert was right in there and, you know, talking about all the things that had happened and, and his memories. And one of the things that he told, and I, I'm not sure that this story is on that or not, but when we were talking about the sports and things, Bert was telling me, he said, you know, he said we had a basketball team in the 50s. And, and he said they actually went down and played some schools, um, you know, in the... Oh in the mountains and stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and well, I didn't know they'd actually played schools. I mean, I knew all the kids went out and shot hoops, you know. <laughs> but Bert says, that, so they go down to play this one school, and I hope this is on the recording because it's such a good story, I think. And he said um, that, you know, the school figured uh, they went down to play the JV squad. And so, but they had, he said, but the school went and got one of their, brought in one of their varsity players to guard him because he was, he said, because I was such a good shot. <laughs> now, isn't that just a Bert-like that statement? That is a Bert story. Yeah. That is a Bert story. Yeah. I was oh, such yeah. a good shot. They had to go bring in that varsity player to guard me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can imagine. I mean, I, we went, we were in, uh, in. He, he, when he was in Fresno, we, we yeah. I guess it was in Frisco or something. We'd yeah. been in there doing something and went to this uh, thing that for the Lakers and the the Lakers cheerleaders there, cheerleaders were there, and he wanted to see it. So we go <laughs> and, and they uh, it's in a bar and then they have a one of these little one foot little tiny thing you shoot these these uh, sponge balls at. Yeah. They had a hoop there and so they said we're gonna have a contest. Well, it started out like forty people ended up. I went out, and then Bert was one of the two finalists. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Oh, he loved it. Oh, he loved it. And I bet he, he did. I mean, he would. He he uh, he had his right eye was more dominant. He had nystagmus, and mm. his eyes would be bouncing. But boy, he'd focusing on that right eye, and he'd get that ball in there. <laughs> I loved it. Well, loved Tuck, it. we are about out of time for this um, segment, but this has been wonderful, and I do so appreciate you sharing Bert's stories and and so on with us, um, because we don't just have people, this Sound Prince is produced by the Kentucky Council of the Blind, but we have listeners all over the country. I know we have California people listening through ACB Radio and through the iTunes Store podcast and so on, and we just really appreciate you sharing with us because I know that a number of our listeners are going to remember Bert. Bert Boyer. <laughs> yes. He, he was... He, he, he uh, was... He was my best friend. Yeah. Uh, best man at my wedding. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. So He's... thanks, Carla. Page four, the Sound Prince calendar. On September 18, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold a telephone support group meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Individuals experiencing vision loss can participate from wherever they live. They can ask questions, share tips, and offer comments. 
The number is 669-900-6833 and the access code is 357-259-5193. On September 19, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will hold an assistive technology training from 1 to 2 p.m. The program is Zoom. Join our meeting. We are excited to announce that we will be recording our technology seminars to post to our YouTube page, as well as inviting people to join the seminar using an online option called Zoom. Richard Sizemore will lead us through the simple steps to log in using a computer, smartphone, or tablet to join BCB activities in real time. This will be held at the BCB Community Room, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. Reply by calling 859-259-1834. On September 20, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have another roundabout. There will be education and technology from 3.30 to 5. The speaker will be from the Louisville Free Public Library from 5 to 6. Dinner, 6 to 7, $6 per person, which... This week will be pizza, and there will be music and other activities from 7 until 9.30 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information and to sign up, call 502-895-4598. On September 22, ACB families will have a support group meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On September 23, the Guide Dog Users of Kentucky Anna will hold a membership call at 7 p.m. Eastern Time by phone. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. September 23, Savvy will have a budget committee meeting. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired will have their budget meeting at 8 p.m. Central Time on the Zoom line at 669-900-6833, intercode 357-259-5193. September 24 is an ACB Next Generation Nationwide Organizational Development Committee call it's at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for ACB members 40 and under who are interested in forming a National Special Interest Affiliate within ACB. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. September 25, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its peer support group meeting for the month from noon to 2 p.m. The program is Travel Talk with Sam Seavey and Susan Ament at the BCB Community Room, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. RSVP by calling 859-259-1834. On September 26, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired will have a booth at Senior Day Out in Owensboro, 8 a.m. to noon. Stop by their booth for information about visual impairment and to learn about Savvy at the Town Square Mall in Owensboro. September 26 is a Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision Support Group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. 
For more information about support groups, call 502-895-4598. September 27, SAVI will have a class, Tying Blankets for the KCB Convention, from 10 to noon Central Time at the Wesleyan Heights United Methodist Church, 1215 Sherm Road in Owensboro. For information, call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. On September 27, GLCB will hold a roundabout. Education and technology from 3.30 to 5. Tip sheet 5 to 5.30. Page turners and tri-state library users meeting 5.30 to 6. Dinner 6 to 7, $6 per person and word games from 7 until 9.30. Please note that there will be no next generation activity that evening at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information, call 502-895-4598. On September 28, at the American Printing House for the Blind, there will be an activity called Train Your Puppy the Guide Dog Way, 1 to 3 p.m. Dog guides partner with people who are blind, giving them the freedom to set their own schedules and to move confidently anywhere they choose to travel. They are also devoted and loving companions. Learn all you ever wanted to know about the amazing dogs from our panel of experts, what they do for their human partners, how they are trained, and what happens when the harness comes off. The event is free, but registration is required. Best for adults and children 6 and up. For more information and to sign up, call the museum at 502-899-2213. September 28, ACB Next Generation will have Saturday night live hangout at 8 p.m. Eastern by phone. For ACB members 40 and under, a great way to spend a Saturday night with friends all over the country. For more information, call Amanda Salm at 502-750-1774 or email her at alsmoot, S-M-O-O-T-87, at gmail.com. To join the call, call 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. Events for October include the following. On October 2, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have a telephone support group meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is the new support group that meets the first and third Wednesday of each month. If you're experiencing low vision, you are invited to join the call and ask questions, share tips, and offer comments. Call 669-900. 6833 and enter access code 3572-595193. On October 3, the American Council of Blind Lions will hold its monthly conference call meeting. This is an excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to be involved in local clubs. At 9 p.m. Eastern Time, call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On October 4 will be the first GLCB roundabout of the month. Education and technology from 3.30 to 5. Discussion time 5 to 6. Dinner 6 to 7, $6 a person. 
and after dinner we'll be playing a number of games including bunko from 7 to 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. October 6th is the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Committee meetings. The Advocacy Committee meets at 7 p.m. Eastern, and the Education Activities and Technology Committee meets at 8. If you'd like to participate, call 605 Four seven five six zero zero six and enter code two nine four 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 four. Also on October sixth will be a meeting of ACB families at nine p.m. Eastern time. The speaker will be from Speak to Me catalog. You can participate from anywhere in the country by calling seven one two four three two thirty nine hundred and entering code seven nine six zero nine six. On October seven. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired will hold a program committee meeting at 7 p.m. Central Time on the Zoom line at 669-900-6833, intracode 3572-595-193. On October 8th, Savvy will have its monthly membership meeting from 1 to 3 Central Time at the Wesleyan Heights United Methodist Church, 1215 Sherm Road in Owensboro. For more information, call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. On October 8th, there will also be a Savvy Board Meeting at 7 p.m. Central Time. Join by conference call at 669-900-6833 and enter 3572-595-193. On October 9, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its monthly telephone meeting at 7 p.m. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155619. For more information about NKCB, call 859-781-7369. On October 9, KCB PR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m., dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On October 10, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have a support group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information about the KCCLV support groups, call 502 8954598 on October 11 GLCB will hold its roundabout education and technology 3:30 to 5 discussion 5 to 6 dinner 6 to 7 bargain table 7 p.m. bingo $2 a person 7:30 to 9:30 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville call 502-895-4598 to register October 12 the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its monthly board meeting at 11 a.m. by conference call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On October 13, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation chapter will meet by phone at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 
669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595193. On October 16, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision invites you to a telephone support group meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595193. On October 18, the GLCB Roundabout will include education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, games and crafts, and possibly music from 7 to 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, call 895-4598 to sign up. On October 20, ACB families will have a support group meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. The phone number is 712-432-3900 and the code is 796096. On October 21, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its monthly board meeting at 8 p.m. by phone. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595193. On October 26th, there will be a Halloween mask-making workshop at the American Printing House for the Blind, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Masks have been a part of many cultures throughout history. They are useful for hiding identities, but also for inciting fear or awe or other emotions. Sighted people tend to depend on the visual for their effects, but textures and shapes can convey emotions as well. Museum staff will guide participants of all ages and abilities as they make scary or friendly Halloween masks and headdresses using tactile materials. Free, but registration is required. Ages 6 and up at the APH Museum in Louisville. Call 502-899-2213 for more information and to sign up. On October 27, the KSB Alumni Association will hold its October board meeting by telephone. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On November 15 and 16, the Kentucky Council of the Blind invites you to attend our statewide conference and convention. Enjoy workshops, programs, exhibits, food, and friends at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Lodging will be available at the Ramada Inn North, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. You can make reservations now by calling the Ramada at 502-897-5101. Room rates are $79 per night for up to four people in the room. This rate does not include tax. KCB will provide transportation between the Ramada and UCHM by Uber and Lyft upon request. In December, the Christmas with the Council Party Sponsored by four KCB chapters, including Tri-State Library users, Guide Dog users of Kentuckiana, KCB Next Generation, and the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, will be held on Saturday, December 7, at United Crescent Hill Ministries. More details at a later date. On December 8, the 8th Annual ACB Radio Holiday Auction will begin at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll be able to listen on ACB Radio and participate by Zoom. 
Listen for more details coming soon. And finally, July 3 through 10 will be the 59th Annual Convention of the American Council of the Blind. Join us in Schaumburg, Illinois, and be prepared to enjoy exhibits, workshops, programs, tours, and many fun activities. Room rates at the Renaissance Schaumburg Convention Center Hotel are $94 per night for up to four people in a room, plus 15% tax. For reservations, call 800-468-3571. This is a central reservations number, so please indicate you are with the American Council of the Blind 2020 Conference and Convention at the Renaissance Hotel in Schaumburg, Illinois. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.